into the contest. It's Friday the 25th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? I'm good, Timmy. Looking forward to the weekend, although I just found out it's going to be raining all weekend. So what do you do with three kids when it's raining? I don't know, but uh, there's plenty of sport on, thank goodness. Yeah, Netflix, Stan, Nintendo. Yes. It's unfortunately, <laughs> it's uh, there's no time limits when it's raining. It's Friday. That means we'll be joined by Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker. Also, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Well, this Australian soccer team, they're going to really struggle to make the World Cup finals going down to Japan 2-0 last night. So they now have to take a very, very difficult route to make it into the World Cup finals. That'll be a real problem for Graham Arnold and whether or not he keeps his job. But the Australian cricket team, mate, they have a real opportunity on the final day of the Test match. They do, but uh, I hate to say it, I think Pakistan are in the box seat. Um, Australia set them a target of 350. They're done for 70, so they only need 278. And whole day's play, we need 10 wickets. So it's going to be a fantastic uh, last day of this test series. It's currently one all. Um, but you just have to think, um, even though the Aussies took seven for 20 in the first innings of this test match, um, they're going to have to really, really bowl well to, to knock Pakistan over and take 10 wickets. And 278 on a flat wicket in Pakistan is not a very, very high run rate that's required. So... Yeah, I dare say Pakistan in the box seat. Yeah, I like Pat Cummins. I think Pat Cummins is going to roll them. But um, let's let's watch it. It'll be interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. Mm. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it is Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. Friday, that means it's a lot of fun day and there's so much sport to talk about and the man to chat with is Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. How are you, Shad? What about the Dragons, mate? The Sharks absolutely flogged them, but Jaden Sewer. Unbelievable. How are you feeling today, mate? Are you feeling good, Shane? You all right? Oh, mate, that was so hard to watch last night. I tell you what, I turned over to watch Carlton play in the end. I just couldn't watch my Dragons go around. It was tough. What you thought? What are your thoughts on the game? Mate, I think I agree with Tim. There's a lot of discipline problems uh, with the Dragons at the moment when you've got uh, players getting themselves, what was it, like the first five minutes? Mm. It was a pretty early send-off and it it was like you were lucky to not have three tries put on you because um, someone at Katoa wanted to try and put the ball down three metres short of the try line for some reason and uh, bombed his first chance at it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, from there, it was just all Cronulla. But to their credit, and uh, con- congratulations to Craig Fitzgibbon and his team, um, they look the goods. And I know Anthony Griffin came out this morning and he was pretty honest and transparent. He didn't blame the refs. He said, we just got to work on it. So uh, uh, no comps are won in late March, as we know. Tonight, what about this one? This is an absolute blockbuster for the ages. Manu up against Mitchell, Roosters, Rabbits. It's, um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I love all the downplay that the Roosters have been trying to do in the lead up to this week because if there's one thing we've learned about the Roosters is when they are angry, uh, when they're going into a grudge match, they seem to lose. Yeah. Get yeah. themselves in trouble very quickly. They give away penalties real early. And, uh, I mean, look, there's nothing more of a bigger grudge match in rugby league than South versus Roosters, uh, let alone with the cherry on top of the Manu Latrell kind of challenge. I think, I think they're not going to be able to uh, – like, you know what it's going to be? I really want South to receive the first kick. Mm. I think that's going to be the the big telltale sign. I reckon South are in a bit of a hole at the moment. They're probably going to play conservative early because they want to try and get into a rhythm to try and win at the moment because they're desperate, whereas the Roosters are going to be flying at them thick and fast to try and put a shot on early. Yeah, well, I got it wrong yesterday. I must admit, I went with my heart with the Dragons, and uh, I was proved wrong. But I still, I'm going to back myself here. I, I think the Roosters will win by 30 points tonight. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to be too good for them. I mean, South, everyone seems to be really out on South. Hey, I think that there's they've, they've got a struggle at the moment that, you know, Cook is not really darting out of dummy half like he used to. There's a lot mm. of troubles around that spine that I think is going to be the issue when it comes to scoring. I actually think it might be a lower scoring game. Mm. I don't know why. Do you, do, I was gonna think, do you want to bet on that, Shane? Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you want just lazy bottle of red or something? <laughs> 30 points, you've said, you've gone hard. <laughs> Look, I, I just think South are rudderless. I, I really do. And, mm. and I think um, the Roosters had, had a, a very slow first game, first start of the season, and, and I think they've realised that. And I, I just think that the, the new structure that they've got there um, on either side of, of the of the paddock, uh, this is going to be too good. They've got too many scoring options. Yeah, but you know what the Roosters' problem is, I think? Like, I was having a chat to someone, apparently enough, at Broncos just uh, this past week, and we are talking about um, Walker and how mm. unreal it is, you know, coming in so young. But then he pointed out very quickly, it was actually, it was actually Sam Thido, there you go, I'll give you a name drop. It was like one of the issues when a young half starts is their mm. tackling can get so poor early because their shoulders aren't, you know, they're not quite yep. ready to take on these big units that are running at him, like tackling men. Mm-hmm. And and he pointed out that, like, Walker is already experiencing some shoulder problems only into his second year after being thrown into the deep end. And I was, I was thinking about last week, like, he is a little bit, can get a little bit into a turnstiles kind of way in the game. So I think if South are really going to try and turn it around, it's going to be that running up the middle, trying to go just yeah. inside the centres yep. and, and try and pick him out tonight. What What about this salary cap drama? Now you mentioned the Broncos, the whole uh, Asako thing. And I, I, I look now that I'm not at Red Hill at the moment, I'll, I'll speak my mind. <laughs> I think getting rid of Asako was the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> like it was definitely done on it was it was definitely done not for salary cap. I know they're saying that. I think it's an added bonus that this salary cap loophole. That they're going to exploit. It'll obviously go to Selwyn Cobbo and a few other players that they need to sign next year. But you know, if I'm a Broncos fan, I don't care that Asako is going to the Dolphins next year. Put him on the field. He's our best player. We should chuck him in there. Tessinu is great, but I think Asako is a way better option at fullback. And then the fact that you let him go down the road to the Titans, who we've spoken about this before, have an issue out back when it comes to defending. 
I think it's going to be Osaka with a fullback and it's going to come back to bite the Broncos very badly this year. Mm. Hey, Shadow, I want to ask you about the NFL, but uh, did you see that uh, Jordan Mylita, did you see him on The Masked Singer? That guy, he could actually really, really sing. Was he on The Masked Singer? Mate, he was. He sang an Ed Sheeran song, um, Perfect, and he's got, Timmy, he's got some serious pipes. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a good singer. He, uh, the, the boy from Condell Park, he's got some coin as yeah. well. And talking about coin, uh, <laughs> that's been splashed around everywhere. This is the most remarkable off-season. Man, the NFL has not seen an off-season like this in over a decade. We've seen, uh, I think it's up to the tally now is I think four or five teams have traded their quarterbacks away from the sides. Obviously, we had a big controversial one this year. We all know the story of Deshaun Watson, the man that has Mm. uh, 22 allegations against him. He got through the the court case in terms of... um, the, uh, against like law court case in terms of criminal charges. He's still got a lot of uh, civil charges up uh, up in the air at the moment. But the uh, Cleveland Browns basically have been dubbed of selling their soul to trade for Deshaun Watson. They mm. wanted a bucket load of picks mm. uh, to bring him in. They've now got their own quarterback who's still sitting there that looks like with this quarterback carousel, no one wants their, their quarterback at the moment that they want to trade away. The money, if you want to talk like the actual dollars and cents of it, uh, there's been, it's pretty insane. It's almost half a billion dollars worth of trade contracts have gone Jeez. around the NFL in this period of time. Deshaun Watson has not played for a year, traded to the Browns, and then signed the largest guaranteed money contract in NFL history. Crazy. Not only is he in a lot of trouble, the NFL, it's looking like, will probably suspend him for the first 10 games of the year uh, based on what's happened. But he's signed $230 million contract fully guaranteed. It's good money if you can get it, isn't it? Boy. The next contract below him is is uh, Aaron Rodgers, and it's not almost $60 million less. Hmm. The Tigers certainly didn't win that on the pokies, did they? Certainly <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what do you think of it? Oh, look, I'm a bit, oh, mate, when, when I lived in Sydney, I mean, not to speak out of term, but when I lived in Sydney, mate, you'd see Tigers, Roosters, Sharkies, everyone down at the Coogee Bay Hotel mm. uh, having a slap on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Uh, mate, you would be hard-pressed not to find a rugby league player there. So it's not out of the ordinary in my mind. I tell you what you won't see him doing down the Coogee Bay. He's eating the ice cream. Oh, oh, mate. How how long of a callback do you want that story to be? (laughs) Yeah, we are are getting retro here. Uh, Shad, look, buddy, enjoy the rest of the weekend of the footy. There's uh, some cracking games to come, and we'll catch you next week. All right, boys. Have a good one. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all the latest AFL with Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Latest in the world of AFL. It's so good to watch and see all the crowds are back. Melbourne comedian, of course, he's across his AFL like not too many others. Luca Muller, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Thanks for having me. Luca, what about Carlton last night, mate? Taking down the Bulldogs. First time in 10 years they've been 2-0. and Yeah, massive win. Uh, it feels like after a long time of uh, cellar dwelling, they're, they're up and about to start the season for once. And it's buzzing down here, boys. Carlton is a light. Mm. Ligon Street's on fire. They're doing free gelatos for anyone wearing navy blue. It's crazy. The, <laughs> the people are dancing in the streets and in their concrete front yards. It's going off. Did you, did you see... Um, well, instantly, um, Sam Walsh had a, 
immediate impact coming back in that team, 34 touches. Mm-hmm. But Charlie Kerr now, like five goals. But that one he kicked from the sideline, unbelievable. Unreal. So good. Especially him after having his troubles with his knees over the last couple of years. He looks like he's fit and, yeah, ready to fire. The Blues look good. Look, one of the one of the things we always hear in, in football teams particularly is, uh, yeah, we're in a rebuilding stage. But now you look at Colton, you see where they are. Guys like Jack Silvani, of course, uh, that famous mm. name in AFL. The son of Stephen and the TV star Joe Bailey. He was, again, brilliant last night. They look good. They look very good. Yeah, they look really good. Um, and especially with they, they had a few people out with COVID last night and Michael Voss, their coach, was coaching over Zoom because he couldn't be there. Uh, so even with that, to get a win over yeah last year's grand finalist, the Bulldogs, it's um, worth keeping an eye on the Blues this year. Now, uh, Joe Denneher, he took an absolute specky <laughs> and then... And had a brain fade. Like, Joe Denneher reminds me of a crayfish. He's all body but a head full of shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, yeah, if anyone didn't see it, huge mark right on uh, right on the halftime siren and could have gone back, should have gone back to kick a goal to put his Lions ahead uh, last <laughs> week and then handballs it off, siren goes and, I mean, I'm sure he copped a spray in the rooms for that. What about Simon Goodwin telling his players not to bump. It sounds like something out of the 70s and a disco <laughs> analysis. <laughs> Manhattan transfer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of talk about that this week with a few different uh, suspensions or non-suspensions last week with the head high contact and as ever the AFL and the tribunal, it's just no one has any idea what's going on but yeah, no bumps. What do you think of it? What do you think? I mean, I think... Yeah, this concussion issue is sort of a ticking time bomb for the AFL and any contact sport, really, and they should be doing as much as they can to try to protect the head and protect the player that's going for the ball. So to see that one where Matty Rao just gets cleaned up by Willie Rioli last week, going back with the flight uh, and just gets his head knocked off, you'd want to see at least a free kick and you'd think at least a week's suspension, but... Still nothing. Yeah, good advice to the kids. Stay off the bumps. Now, listen, um, what, what should we look out for this weekend, Luca? <laughs> uh, obviously, number one thing to look out for, same as last week, buddy watch. Big Lance Franklin yeah. is shooting for his thousandth mm. goal, so he's sitting on 996 at the moment, trying to become the fifth player ever to kick a 1,000 goals. Uh, they're up against Geelong, so it won't be easy. They looked red hot last week, um, and especially, you know, some other Swannies, Luke Parker and the likes, yeah. were stealing a few goals off Buddy last week. Um, but I'm hoping he gets it done. Especially, they're at the SCG this week, so it'd be good to see it in front of a home crowd and be good to see the COVID marshals try to keep everything together with 50,000 people swarming, swarming Buddy in the yeah, middle, trying to stay 1.5 metres away, you know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's other big things to happen this weekend though, aren't there? Yeah, I think another thing I want to look out for is going to be uh, the Tigers without Dusty Martin. Um, he's taken some time off for personal reasons. He hasn't really said why, but with the death of his dad over the off-season, it's pretty safe to say it's probably a little mental health break. Um, obviously wishing Dusty all the best and hoping sure, he yeah. can get back sooner rather than later. But his Tigers, obviously they struggled against the Blues last week and they're playing the Giants this week. It could be tough. It feels like they're probably at the end of their little era of dominance here, but it, you'll have to watch a couple more weeks to see for sure. Hey, just quickly, on Ge- what are your thoughts on Geelong? They they seem to, every year I think they're getting older and older and older and they're not going to perform, but they, they looked pretty decent at the start of the season. Yeah, they looked really good last week. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, like you say, they've sort of just been holding on, always yep. making finals and playing well, but it looked like they were just about over the hill. And then in the off-season, it looks like they've sort of changed their style of play around. They're playing a lot more aggressive, a lot more mm-hmm. handball, a lot more quicker sort of game. And it worked for them last week, so if they can keep that going, then maybe they'll be back in finals yet again. As you sit back on your lounge and watch the AFL across the weekend, is there anything else that's wetting your appetite, my friend? (laughs) (laughs) Wetting my appetite. (laughs) Very exciting. (laughs) Mind the right channel here. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's it's a love song dedication. (laughs) Well, I'll be keeping on uh, Luke Beveridge after last night as well. Last week, obviously, he went absolutely mental on a journalist after the dogs lost to to the Ds. So I think he'll be on his best behaviour, but I'd love to see that again, just him giving someone the absolute business. Um, and other than that, not too much. There's some good games, but keep an eye on the Ds as well. My beautiful Melbourne Demons, they looked good last week. They're playing Gold Coast this week, so it should be another win. But I reckon Matty Rowell and the rest of the Suns, they'll be up and about after starting their season with a win last year. So that should be a good game on Saturday night. Yeah, let's keep let's keep the Ds off the pokey. <laughs> no, 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 no betting down there in, um, in, uh, in, in Red Legland. <laughs> yeah, Goody <laughs> needs to extend the bump band to the, uh, to the old tradies laptop as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll bet, bet with your head not over it. Good on you, Luca. We'll catch you next week, buddy. Thanks, boys. Talk to you soon. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Shad Wicker and Luca Muller, our wonderful sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Timmy O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And our great producer, Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.